practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Welcome back to the podcast. Do it. Do the intro. You don't, don't, right. don't tiptoe. Just cannonball that. I don't want to, I don't want to take your part. I don't like it. We want to. Like I did Hans. It was like, that was very shy Ronnie. Huh? <laughs> Is, what's he from? Oh yeah, the, the SNL videos, digital digital uh, short it, yeah i think so yeah, yeah yeah welcome back to the jerk practice podcast as sometimes i'm here henning with my buds as always hans here i'm here and shy casey that's right <laughs> oh that was that was, <laughs> that was sexy voice casey that's right <laughs> Episode 61. 61. That's how you lure them in. 61 episodes fun, son. 61 years, huh? And we just (laughs) If I make it that long, please get me a cake (laughs) that's like 61 years hung. And the 61 doesn't even matter, right? It can be any age. (laughs) Yeah, no, it doesn't. In fact, I'm going to get, if I were to ever have a child, that is going to be their first birthday cake. Before they're taken away from the state. One year's hung. <laughs> 12 months hung. <laughs> Goodbye, child. Oh, how, you belong to how the state old now. is this little one? Oh, it, uh, about 18 months hung. <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, what, what now? And you just run away. It's not even your kid. <laughs> but, no, yeah, that's what you say to somebody else. If I have to guess... If I have to guess, I would say that child's hung. <laughs> Get out of the park, Tony. Six months hung. <laughs> I'm not. I know it's not supposed to be here. Uh, what do you? What is your take on that? Uh, men in the park. Mm. Uh, well, we got for a while there. We were trying to. We got our own. Uh, Angry moms kicking us out of the park for shooting, mm-hmm. trying to shoot a sketch in the park. That happened, yeah, at least twice. Am I if I'm if I'm not mistaken? Definitely twice, and then one time it was the Parks and Rec Association, but we were all dressed like hobos. <laughs> That's right. It was hobros. It was the winter. Yeah. So, uh, and that wasn't our fault. Those kids were attracted to the camera. True. True. Yeah. If you ever want, we didn't do nothing. If you ever, yeah. But I would say Park, parks are for everybody. Even I agree pedophiles. with that. That's oh, not that! I got to stop agreeing when <laughs> before somebody's finished their sentence. <laughs> oh yeah, totally agree. Wait, what? I agree with that. Pedophiles and Nazis <laughs> are sweet. <laughs> Damn it! Uh, no, but I'm thinking. I don't. I, I get a f- couple of scuttlebutts <clears throat> with a, a camera being, you know, jackasses. Get them out of here. But like I'm thinking about the old, the old wise sage men that used to get the, the very New Yorkian thing, sit in the park and play their chess, and now they're relegated to the gutter. Mm. Yeah. Oh, the the chessboards moved outside of the park. No, they're just in there empty now because mm. you're not allowed in there without a child, which makes for a fun yeah. sitcom. Paint, paint a child. <laughs> You know, to hang out at the park so you can play chess. I just love this park. Chess and son. <laughs> no, it has to be like a, a chess reference, like kings and rooks. Oh, yeah, getting rooked. 
<laughs> Getting rooked. Isn't there some kind of weird reference with rook? Like rook is when you pierce your balls or something. No, it's a part of your Maybe. ear. Never mind. That's getting like the inside part of your ear. That's the rook. Like the little fleshy part. Uh, oh, the little ne- near the hole. That's a rook. Some stoner boner scummer named it. Hit my rook, dude. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> Dad. You got it, son. We just came up with the weirdest ABC Saturday Night lineup. Getting rooked and piercing dads. <laughs> my dad, the piercest. Or just like the shootest, the piercest. And I'm surprised. Like, that was like a cool, honor, not honored profession. But I think for a minute in the 90s, it was pretty cool to be a, a Pearson guy. A reputable vocation. Yeah. Now it's scummy. Didn't they do them a lot in the backs of scummy shops. Yeah, like like bong shops, rip shops. I call yeah, them. I've... cool because scummy was cool, or was it actually a respectable well, job? I no, know. I think it's just a fringe job. So it's like, and anything on the fringe was cool back in the yeah. 90s. It's cool if you make your living putting holes and stuff, man. Mm. Yeah, man. And then you go put a hole in the person you put a hole in. All these squares <laughs> working away. Putting, putting holes, filling holes. Yeah, I don't put t- squares in people, man. Put holes in them. Because <laughs> could you get a piercing a at Hot Topic? You, I got my ears pierced in the middle of the mall at a kiosk. <laughs> in the middle by a weird old lady. You paid her with onions. <laughs> no, it was there was an ear piercing kiosk in the middle the one, of all ma- our mall. They just wheel in from the street. It was some. Did it have wheels on it? It was not. It was a. It was a based, foundation kiosk. Okay. <laughs> was it official kiosk that sold makeup and piercings? And some, <laughs> chi- some a friend of mine, Tyler's sister, had an in to. Now that you think of it, because I was thirteen at the time, so she was like seventeen. But like at that like gap was enough. Like where she's like, I don't know, a a, a woman. And she was like, you know, slip me an extra fin. I don't think she said fin, but you had to pay like an extra $5. She takes the gun out and kachinks your ear. And then Leland, Leland about as a stroke, like that guy from The Sopranos, starts smoking again. Literally, like couldn't be more. Like there was an episode of The Commish where The Commish, like, I don't know. The one episode of The Commish I remember is when his son gets an earring. And his son's sitting at the dinner table, and he's leaning on his hand, you know, covering it. And old Kamish is too smart sure. for that. By the way, we got to talk Kamish one day. That show, ridiculous. <laughs> the old Kamish, a show where they abbreviate he's... commissioner and name the show The Kamish. How did that is straight up That's jerk practice jerk name? Practice, yeah. Rooked the yeah, Kamish. Oh yeah. Uh, anyways, because it makes him fun and cool. He's not. He's not an uptight commissioner. He's the commish. Yeah, oh, man. Call me commish. I wear my, jeans to work. Oh my god, a jeans wearing commish. I don't want a commissioner that goes by commish. <laughs> Sits backwards on the chair. Sounds like a food. Um, I don't like want a, a coroner who's the coroner. I'm the coroner. <laughs> corona. Oh yeah. no, corona. corona. <laughs> call me Corona. <laughs> Mexican case. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say Corona the Mexican commish, but it doesn't make sense. 
so corrupt, that guy. I don't even need to finish the story, but the Kamish is smart. He's street smart. He's sees his Honda. son. Little Priyanda, right? He, he was a hard-boiled detective. He always got his, his guy. He was too Corona? cool for school. As he was, I'm saying he pre honded Honda. Oh, the Kamish, yeah. not Corona. The Mexican Kamish. Yes. <laughs> I got mixed up in my own fantasy land. Of wrong. Uh... Uh, the commission was pre-Honda, but Honda, if we're to believe it, he's the real article. He was, yeah, he did all his things before the commission was conceived as a show. He was doing commish. He came home and laughed at the commission. That's the sketch right there. Is Don Honda washing the commission. He goes, they're getting it wrong. No way. It's all wrong. They need, that ain't no coroner. I, and, I, and then I was picturing... Uh, Don Honda, who or Joe Kenda, our Don Honda, Don. Oh yeah, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> he was had a You can't other even name. Google it and find out what we're talking about. Who's Don Honda? Right. Uh, but so Joe Kenda, I picture they have the thing called the upfronts for TV shows, and your uh, network brings you to a, like a, an event where potential advertisers are there, and they. They walk you around like a bunch of Turkish whores. No, but they walk you around like, uh, sorry, this is inappropriate. And I don't think that's a thing, <laughs> Turkish. But um, uh, they uh, they walk you around and try and get you advertising. So you have the stars there. So I'm imagining Joe Kenda's there, re- real deal, Kenda. And then what do you have? You have Kariner. You have the coroner, like, riding his <laughs> coattails. They have to be in the same room together. And I just imagine I had this whole scenario played in my head when i was i didn't even couldn't even finish as i was watching an episode of the corner and how bad it was and i was thinking kenda was disappointed by the show like i was watching it yeah and imagining kenda watching it watching it as honda i was watching it as kenda and getting so saddened by the 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 network that shills this garbage (laughs) i would just be sad because it makes it so it's like he didn't do the work like some of the st- like I'm not saying the yeah. coroner is a, a bad at his job, but like if you frame it to like coroner gets him every time. That's what I what we yes. got to do is send him yes. to the coroner. Exactly. That- it's like then you are overlooking everybody else who helped to like get the job done. Right. That's yeah. the that's the point. Like I don't think Ken. Not that I think Ken is the type of guy who would be disappointed or go after his own glory. He doesn't own his own horn. He doesn't own a TV. He owns a Victrola. Ask his kids, Henning. He's just happy the perp is in jail now. He's like Bing Crosby. He he beats his kids with a sack of oranges. Oh, he's sterile. Oh, no. You know what? That was wrong. I think he might have a daughter. (laughs) That came out of thin air, but he might not. Henning, you're a Kenda expert. (laughs) Uh, I thought he did. Yeah, he has has kids. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Joe. He'll never for- that's the guy who never forgives nope. a slip up, does he? No. No. Your mis your murder goes unsolved because he did it. <laughs> oh. oh, he has to catch himself. I guess that doesn't make sense, does it? Be pretty quick. <laughs> well, I think I know the story behind this story. I did it. <laughs> Final episode. He'll frame it on Broke Corona. <laughs> <laughs> and then do a show 20 years later about how he framed the corona. Oh, yeah. This story is a really, really my story. <laughs> but I, like, killed that jackass that said I was sterile. <laughs> uh, 
do I even need to finish? The, so the commish is so smart that he throws like a stale roll at his son, and his son catches it and reveals the earring. And then the oh. commish pulls his jeans down, his son's jeans down, and spanks his bare butt cheeks with his open, fat sausage fingers. <laughs> no, yeah, sorry. It's a really great episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Which it was like this lighthearted cop, like I'm a cool commissioner, and it just ends with this very vicious, very gratuitous <laughs> domestic uh, altercation. Is it domestic? No, it's child it's like abuse. He went too far. I was gonna say, is it domestic abuse if you're beating your kid? But that would only be domestic abuse if you were sleeping with your kid. Let's get off the commission. <laughs> <laughs> That's all your fault, commission. It is. And then Chickless had another abbreviated show after it, didn't it? The Shield. The, sh- oh, the Chick. God. It's just called Chick. It's good, though. No, The Shield is good, though. Was it good? I think the commission was good. It's really for good. For its time. But Chicky, old Chick, that one didn't fly. <laughs> uh, Meg met Michael Chickless, Chick my around. wife. Good dude. She had the in. She's not afraid to meet people and, like, handing them. You're not afraid in- to talk to people, too. Like, he's from her hometown. So she was like, hey, I'm from Lowell. You like this restaurant? And he's like, it's a good restaurant. See, but that's the thing. No one's from where we're from. We don't ever get to use that in. Like, what are we supposed to do? We just have to broaden our geography. So if I ever ran into Tom Brokaw, I'd be like, Aberdeen, huh? I'm from about an hour and 45 south. <laughs> I don't know where the Chicago comes from. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, you're certainly from Cicero. Come on, Tom. <laughs> We're in the same town. No, I was listening to something. I was listening to two things. And I was like, I just have this weird, it's nationalism, right? Or regionalism, this weird sense of pride. And one was about a guy named Ed Brudos, who was a, a shoe fetish killer, who was born in Webster, South Dakota. Oh, no shit. Oh, yeah. Really? And I was like, oh, yeah, Webster. All right. He's a serial killer. And then the other one was totally fictional. And it was... Uh, Michael Shannon's character as a probate officer making up a fake backstory and he's like, yeah, I owned a wheat farm just north of Ortonville. And that's legitimately where my dad's from is Ortonville, Minnesota. And then it's only when you hear it outside of your own world when you're like, that is the most Midwestern-y countryist mm-hmm. sounding town yeah. name I've ever heard. But it's been in my life the whole time Orton- that I never thought Ortonville. Sounds like it. You know who else is from name. Webster, South Dakota? Brock Lesnar. Brock the Beast Lesnar. Oh, yeah. Whom, if he wasn't a fighter, would probably be a serial killer. (laughs) Probably, yeah. Or a Minnesota Viking. (laughs) I don't know. Or a real Viking. Real Vikings, man. I tried to transition, but... (laughs) Those real Vikings, man. Vikings were... There's a... a, Oh, you know what? Hey, real transition. But you had something to say. I was trying to transition, too. Did we talk about uh, Conor McGregor on air, or was that off? Uh, I think it, I MMA hope guy. it was. I sure hope it was <laughs> off. Now I got Kenda. Conor McGregor is going to murder me, <laughs> and then Joe Kenda is going to uns- not solve it. Cover it up. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna, uh, unsolve it. Someone will unsolve it. And he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> this returns to unsolved. Put it in a different file. No, last episode we were talking about Conor McGregor. <clears throat> And how hard he is. Did he? Who won that fist fight? Did it, does anybody know? Well, Floyd Mayweather. You mean the fight? 
That's what I figured. Ten rounds. Conor McGregor. Oh, Conor time. McGregor won the first four rounds or five, I think, and then he just got tired. But the this is this. I think boxing talk from a non-boxing betting aficionado <laughs> can categorize under dad talk. But yeah. Conor yeah. McGregor had Let's a very it. or no, excuse me, Floyd had a very unconventional fighting style via his standards, whereas he likes to dance around and juke and get the other guy tired. Right out the gate, he Ali'd him when Ali fought um, Foreman, and Ali just totally switched up his whole game, and and Foreman didn't know how to react to it. Mayweather kind of did that too, whereas like right out the gate, he just went forward to him aggressively and like just stayed in his yeah. face and let McGregor land his, a lot of punches, but just tired it like he was just... He just he, punched himself out. He punched himself out, but he's also flummoxed because he was expecting... You know, more of that footwork game, and he didn't really know yeah. what to do with uh, He's got a reach on him, but doesn't do you any good when the guy's so close inside. Yeah. This has been Boxing Hour from a guy who knows nothing about boxing, but heard somebody talk about boxing this morning. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Ten rounds. We're talking about Vikings. Oh, that was a good transition. And uh, bear with. Oh. Or were you transitioning to McGregor? Yeah, that's where I was going. But you transitioned into me taking over completely. So please g- go on to what what your point was. No, I just wanted to mention that that fight happened. Oh, and <laughs> I have no stories about it. I'm Did- even less of a. I heard even less about it. What do you think about this? Uh, like, so I'm imagining Joe Lewis got paid a sack of nickels for his fights. And yeah. I yeah, yeah. keep hearing crazy, like, <clears throat> the uh, dad talk, dad talk, sports athletes get too much money. But uh, <laughs> Ooh, I think Grizzard has something to say about that. Oh, does he? Yeah. We can transition to that. I was just, you, you please set up your Grizzard. I was just going to say, I keep hearing numbers like Floyd Mayweather made $300 million last night. This voice thing is really messing me up. I don't even like $3 million. Uh, I heard he made $300 million for the fight yesterday. And people touted around like casual, but I'm like $300 million. And he's had like, really a lot of high profile fights so like floyd mayweather's a billionaire or does it all just get so broken down by trainers and what the percentages you have to pay all these people and this and that but like how much of that and and the government right i guess tax like how much of that really chisels away if he lived like rocky from rocky he may be close but can of beans on the stove you told you were the one who told me like he walks around with his like instagram and he's like I'm getting Starbucks and I got a backpack with a million dollars cash in it. Oh, no, that's true. He insists on always having one million dollars in cash. It doesn't strike me as a saver. No, no, but you don't have to say. Can you honest? I guess I guess Mike Tyson had that kind of money and he went bankrupt. Like he's still made the most money off of a. Sorry. No, you're fine. He still made the most money off of a video game. I think of any personality still like that. Mike Tyson's punch out made him because of the like the contract and the deal he worked out so much money wow because it was one of the best-selling video games of all time and they revived an old game they already had right like they didn't have to do anything else they just had to reprogram the last level and make it the hardest fucking thing ever hardest thing you've ever played. i hate ever. that level next to bayou That's billy awesome. 
Was he another boxer? I thank God he wasn't because I wouldn't have been able to get past that round. <laughs> Bayou Billy was a Nintendo game that I am convinced. Du- Again, beautiful cover. Yes, amazing cover. Jumping a jumping over the Bayou, but yeah. so but it's a game that I'm convinced cheated me because they only made one level and there's nothing exists after it because that level is unbeatable. <laughs> so they only had to program this amount they and you can never beat it. They advertised a bunch of levels, but not true. No, if the you dig into the code, it's not there. The way it was set up there the farthest I ever got was to quote unquote level 3. I don't believe because it. Because it's basically <laughs> just a side scroller game where you walk through the bayou and punch guys. And so if you get to the end of that Not level, guys. there's a level Not gators or something? that there are gators you got to like jump kick over or crouch and hit them with the stick. <laughs> I love the Bayou Billy. Oh, man. Head of Nintendo. So then if you get past the side scroller portion, there's a portion that requires the it needs the zapper gun, but ours was always broken. So you can use the the arrow pad. But the sc- the thing is just wee bobbing and weaving around the screen so fast. So you basically just survive level two. So you can't die in level one. You lose almost all of your lives on level two. And then level three is just a level where you're driving a Jeep through the bayou and jumping and shooting stuff. And you can't get 20 seconds into it without dying. Because <laughs> just so much shit is happening. It's like the beginning of Bionic Commando. I swear to God, I've spent a total of... A week's worth of hours just on one set of rocks. Bionic Commando was a game where you have a little arm. Telescoping. Telescoping hook. Gadget arm. And it can swing you around. But I'm convinced that game only exists on one stationary rock to another rock that I spent hours swinging from rock to rock. Because you swing, (laughs) you you shoot the thing, it pulls you over, and then you slowly toggle back and forth as it pulls you back up. And then you go onto that ledge. But there's nothing beyond that. No, that game is famous because the, the villain at the end of the game is Hitler. No. <laughs> yeah, it's Hitler's head in a computer. So why do I... I, I maybe you didn't know you were fighting Nazis the whole time? I guess I'm just... No, that's the reveal. It's like it's been Hitler this whole time. Oh, I like that. Uh, I never I never got to the end. The game was too hard. <laughs> I bit through too many controllers on that I was one. I say, yeah, the <laughs> amount of broken controllers... Ah, man, I took us, I took us, oh, my transition was gonna be from this idea of, oh man, I don't know, I was gonna get to the, there's a new version of The Tick. Yeah, and I love it. I don't. It's good? I saw the the pilot for when it was Amazon pilot season. I only have seen the pilot as well. What'd you think of the pilot? Uh, I, I like the take on it. I definitely would have to see more. Yeah. I did not like the, the Fox tick show with Patrick Waterburton. Why is that? It was too, this, this iteration, the Amazon one to me is closer in tone to when I remember reading the comics as a kid. Yeah. Because it's goofy and it's firmly rooted in a comic book universe. So Jackie Earl Haley as that villain, I thought was great. Like, that's perfect. The terror. Mm-hmm. 
he's like the a silver age Doctor Doomy evil guy in this superhero universe that has a it the whole universe doesn't have a comedic tilt. It's just like I like that we're centered around this goofus character, the Tick, because that's how the I remember when I read the comics was it had a goofy flourish, but they were still firmly rooted in a comic book style world. Whereas the Fox show was. It just was too sitcom-y for me. So, for me, the the he, I guess I never read the comic, so what I based it on was the cartoon. So, for me, there wasn't enough of that cheeky humor in the new version, which I've only seen the pilot of, and I just didn't, like, the tick didn't do it for me, so I was like, I gotta go back, and I actually went back and watched the Patrick Warburton version, and I thought it was pretty funny. I never watched it when it was out. I watched that pilot. I went, okay. I can see, I could see some parts where I was like, that's too much, but too sitcom y, too laugh tracky. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, you could meld the two. And I went, well, the melded of the two is the cartoon. That cartoon is unavailable. You can't get mm-hmm. hold of that cartoon. I love that cartoon, though. That cartoon's the best. And you, it's not on Netflix. It's not on Hulu. It's not on Amazon. It's not on Vudu. No, Amazon. You can't even buy it. You can't even buy it. That's what I'm saying. So I don't know why. I, I don't wonder know if it's in a limbo, proprietary limbo, because it was one of the flagship Fox Kids yes. shows. But I wonder if because they're now because I know the creator is attached to the Amazon. I wonder if the rights to that material, like Fox, still owns the masters, and if they put them out, they'll have to pay him out. Oh. And they're just that petty that they're like, well, fuck you. Like, they would rather not give you money than also make money themselves. Right. That's, that's very... So I bet they're holding out for Amazon to buy the cartoon rights. Sure. Which they will because everybody will do exactly what I did and look for the other iterations of the tick. Not everybody, but mm-hmm. that is a thing that will mm-hmm. happen. Henning. Yeah. I want to see the old cartoon. Never I mean, seen I watched, it? I watched a bit of it and the Fox, too. Didn't like the Fox, loved the cartoon, didn't read the comics. Uh, love this one. It's, it's a, it is kind of a grittier reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I'm sometimes not a fan of, but this, I like that they're, the relationship between them is great and they're getting into backstories of each, each of them and they're really taking their time building up this relationship. They don't just start hanging out and fighting crime. Arthur, yeah. the, the relationship between Arthur and the Tick. Because that's the thrust, like, the cartoon, as I recall, like, they're just together. They're just, like, yeah. Batman yes. to Robin. Yeah. They're just, like, he's the sidekick, he's the he's the hero. Whereas that's what I did like about, like, like I like that it's from Arthur's point of view. Yeah, this one is, this latest one is. Here's, by the way, four, we were talking about it earlier, but the, the, the Urige came out in 88. And there have already been four incarnations of it. That's a lot. That's a lot of movement yeah. on one property. Or there's been one sure. one incarnation of it and three reincarnations of it. <laughs> reincarnations of it. I said incarnations, not reincarnations. <laughs> That's. I mean, I know the tick isn't on the like, same tier, but it's sort of pretty impressive. It's like Ninja Turtles E. Oh, yeah. Because it mm. was just a straight up indie comic like i only ever read it because it was a reprint that i saw somewhere like 
Like, it's a proper, like, indie success story. I remember you back when you worked at the comic shop telling me to watch the cartoon because I was just, I was a little too dumb for, like, a Fox Morning cartoon to get that, like, it had a carnation. Like, it, it, like the that it could be, like, a Morning Kids cartoon, but it could be based on something more, like Ninja Turtles. Like, there could be, like, a more pure origin of it. Like, it doesn't have to be, yeah. like, garbage just because it's a more, like, you're not too old for a Saturday morning cartoon. There's some good ones weaved in there. So, like, with The uh, Tick, I was like, oh, it's just another fucking, like, Captain Planet or something. Uh, but then I watched right, it. It's so well, good. We are now in an era where people are, they don't look at cartoons, like, they don't look down their nose at a cartoons as an art form. Right. Like, because there are amazing cartoons that are for adults now. But there was a reason. Which we all know. Right. There was a reason that noses should be looked looking down for a minute. Because there was a period where they were just, like, pumping out yeah. dog shit because they, they're... To sell toys. To sell toys and they're... Literally, that was the strategy. Yes. They're... The He-Man I, era, the gummy bears? Gummy bears, David the gummy Gnome. Bear. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know how that had a little bit of heart to it. That they didn't shill toys with that. <laughs> I think that was like English cartoon. Uh, yeah, I guess there wasn't a lot of David the Gnome merch. But uh, gear, you didn't get your Wendy's Kids Club yeah. David the Gnome statues. David the Gnome pogs, uh, which should be made now and sold at my uh, aforementioned yes. Confederate store. <laughs> <laughs> David the Gnome Pogs. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you just need to make a t-shirt that just says that phrase. People would go apeshit. Because people who know would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, put two weird pop culture. Like, the, we should be running the 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 hipster train. We should be... Choo-choo, <laughs> eh? Choo-choo, baby. <laughs> yeah. Canadian should, big shirts, David the Gnome the Pogs. Deciding what gets to come back and what stays in obscurity well that's not even a comeback that's well it's a double comeback put together right, right. pogs gnome boom yeah. maybe it was a thing maybe there were david the gnome pogs i doubt it <laughs> there were jesus pogs <laughs> am i are, are am i firmly in the camp that uh sports themes pogs were bullshit oh one if you were a sports pog you knew who the outsiders were <laughs> Green Bay Packers. Not, you guys got your cards and your your TV and your Super Bowls. You don't need Pog. The sports the, Poggers. The, the purest was just like a splatter of green goo or something. The rat, the ones that just said rat on them. No cultural reference at all. <laughs> yeah, just its, its own. That was my wheelhouse. Of pogs. I wonder what kind of Pogs <laughs> I had. Yeah, I had like monster Pogs, like you know, like a ghoulie. Oh, I pog. had my. My one sheet collection of Simpsons pogs yeah. never touched a slammer in their life. Those are <laughs> those are for show. Those are show pogs. I remember uh, a guy we've talked about before uh, got really into pogs. Initials CD, uh, like <laughs> and it like got too serious. Where like like the idea of pogs is like marbles, right? Where it's you slammer yeah. somebody's pogs, and then if you flip the pog. You get to keep their pogs. You get the collection. So yeah. you take home. You win the pot. Right. Yeah. But like, I uh, this person had a. I should. Uh, it's just kid stuff. But like, he had a he had a slammer, which I don't think was regulation because it was like a cog 
pog, <laughs> so it had like right. ridges around heavy. the edge. It's an actual piece of a motor. Yes. <laughs> yes. I guess, should we explain what it is? Uh, what, what a pogs is? What the game of pogs? Nobody knows so basically pogs they're no more? like silver dollar shaped cardboard cutouts. And like Henning said, the early pogs were just like surfer skateboarder designs. Yeah. Yes. And the whole point the was you, you, you had your little pog, your little pog tube. Oh, yeah. Where you brought, right. you carried your pogs with you. Your prescription. And the game was you would. You would each, like, you would bet. It was like a bet. Like, I pick five of Henning's pogs if he'll allow me. He puts them in the pot. He picks five of mine. And then there's a thing called the slammer, and you just flip it. And it slams down on the stack of pogs. And any pogs that flip over, when you do that, you get to keep. Exactly. And Until it was banned from your grade school because there were too many fist fights. Yes. Or a cog-like because pog it's just basically prison yard gambling being thrown at somebody's forehead and gouging out a chunk of somebody's <laughs> forehead, and and it was all because, uh, like there. So slammers got a bit too much. Mm. It's like everything goes a little too far. So just like fucking steelies. Remember that for marbles. I don't know. St- oh eventually yeah, sure. To ju- we're just using ball bearings to clear the whole board of, of marbles because then you get all the marbles if you use a big heavy lead yes. ball bearing yeah but i there were just like slammers that like were just a quarter inch thick or a half an inch thick that was just all it metal was like a boot heel that <laughs> fell off yes and you just slam down on these pogs and yeah you might flip a few but it was just so heavy it just ended up scuffing up a pog so you got to go to the cuffs with that you got to go to the toe to toe we didn't do – we had Pogs, but, like, it stopped because I had built up my meager collection. Timmy had built up his meager collection. Yeah. And then I just won, won all his Pogs in one one go with the Slammer. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so then he, he, he just was like, we don't do this anymore. So we stopped playing Pogs. So you guys were keep for keepsies. Yeah. Oh, wow. And you know, like, when Timmy – Timmy's a competitive yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. And so, like, just that, he was like, fuck this, I'm done. Yeah, we gotta get- Keep my pogs, we're never playing again. We gotta get Timmy on here to talk about, uh, Timmy and I used to bet on, there's this upper, upper, upper cable channel that just plays old Nickelodeon game shows, like Nick Arcade, maybe we talked about it. And there was a while where we were just both flush with cash, so we'd just be out drinking, whether together (laughs) or apart all night, but we'd always wind up. At the same time, like three in the morning, sitting on a, the crustiest futon, uh, betting real money, sometimes heavily, on who would win, like Nick Arcade or the Hidden Treasure, or wh- what are some of the other ones? It Katie? is like double, really double fun. It's super fun, though. Because sh- you bet real money, like you go up front, and then if it's like like double dare, it's only two teams. Yeah. So you're like, okay, this is only a two-man bet, but Legends of the Hidden Temple is like six kids. Yes. So you kind of got to – you got to scope them out and you're like, I'm putting five on the cheetah. I'm going to put ten on uh, old ox. Oh, so good. Yeah. We got to do that again. But we got to uh, – there was the funniest one because it, it it's almost fun to lose your – it's like a funner – it was a very fun experience. And like I said, it was flush with cash, but – 
uh, when you accidentally bet on the wrong horse just because he had a good oh, good look yeah. about him. So I put oh, simple. Thing. Yes, I put so much money down on this kid, and it was like. I was like, oh, he looks like a strapping young boy. This was whatever that show is where they run through the dissected house and have to dig around in separate rooms and look for a clue oh, that yeah. takes them to it, another room. Uh, so it's cool. like Madhouse or something. Yeah, uh, and the and the and they're the like, like turning and rotating as they're trying to find it. No, all right. So here's the start or at of least it. It's like a a, a fun house. No, no, that one, Henning, you're totally right. That one came later. The one you're talking about, Hans, is Finder's Keepers. Yes, Finder's Keepers. And it's just the big set house, and you just go through this goofy house. But the one you're talking about, Henning, is called Madhouse, and it's the same thing. They probably use the same stage, but some rooms have, like, monsters in them, and some rooms are, like, spinning. That sounds fun. I mean, how much would you- A lot of digging through goop to find- a card or something. Boogers. <laughs> Gack, man. Gack. But how much would... But yeah, it was Finders Keepers, I think. Okay, I'll, I'll go there. I, I was going to say, I want to get back to... So I put all this money down on this. I was like, that kid can't be 12. He looks like a man. Oh, he was a Bruiser. big corn fan. <laughs> yes. Like he's playing for the Huskers. Yes. But the issue... So I like I put, I put put down heavy on him. And then they have to wear helmets for finders keepers. And I just knew I was screwed the moment for one second he took off his helmet and his head was just the same shape as the helmet. Like he had like this square head. He was already like bald. And I was like, no, what have I done? And it was like a close match. And they all, he almost won it or cause he had like a spart spry little partner. So they were teamed up. Yeah. And Casey, you'll probably remember this. It was on to the last clue and they had it. They had time left. So the idea of finders keepers is you go through this house. You have to get as many rooms as possible. But if you get the certain number of rooms and clues, you win. And that's all determined on the games you played earlier. So say they had to get like six rooms. They were there on room five and they had more than enough time to do one more room. And the clue was, this is something a monkey eats. And he, this this midwestern <laughs> he bleeded it he just for, he just goes peanuts and i was like what what did he say and he just runs into that room looking for the staple diet of a monkey peanuts and tosses this room around until all this time runs out and this whole time i'm just like just grinding my teeth because he was just so sh- cocksure about it that his little partner didn't even have the chance to say it. he just goes peanuts and he just runs into the other room and of course the obvious answer is bananas as any other chimp would have known this kid cost me like a hundred dollars i should i should find that episode and find that kid find the credit and extort him Stuff him full of peanuts. Send him packages of peanuts from an un... The Vig is running. <laughs> and that's the sad part. You find out how many scummy, like, underground Nick Gas <laughs> pedophile betting rings watch. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I never even thought about it that way. I feel dirty. Because <laughs> I started talking. I was like, oh, yeah, like a betting ring. And I went, yeah, the only thing to make it unseemlier if it's just a bunch of louses in an abandoned playground betting on nick gas sitting on a chili stained futon you mean (laughs) (laughs) but what a 
All right, I will say this. Going to another game, my favorite to watch with the the wackiest, gackiest host around, and it's not Mark Summers. It's uh, Nick Arcade. And I think I would still, out of many, many things to do in this life, pay more than I should to get to go into that back room video game. You know? the the fi- Do, I, do know. I have to describe Nick Arcade? Yeah. So Nick Arcade is this amazing game where you have two teams, they answer questions, and then they go toe-to-toe and play against each other in actual standing arcade games. And then whoever wins the most points there walks into a giant arcade game and has to run around and defeat, like, a wizard, a big bug. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was a wizard. That's right. And the wizard shoots, like, orbs at you, and you have to duck under an orb. You have to jump over something. You have to collect, like, a ring or a coin. And so, wow. one, to this day, I don't know how they did it. Because on the screen, you actually see them in a very cheesy, hacky video game. But mm-hmm. I wonder what they were looking at yeah. when they were playing the game. You know what I mean? Because it had, it's had like to be the, a, uh, a video effect, but they weren't seeing it in front of them. The puppet. They, cause they were, were they working with ping pong balls? I, I don't know. No, I think the kids were in like a green screen space. Yeah. Because that's what makes it so difficult. They had to keep looking over their shoulder at the rendered version oh, of what was happening. okay. So they had to like move, but also watch themselves, how we were watching them as a studio audience. Fixed. So that's why it was so awkward. Like they were just in an empty room. Oh, that takes the, the, the sweetness out. You can't actually just walk into a video game? Peanuts! <laughs> <laughs> well, now you can. <laughs> now you can recreate it. Oh, yeah, VR. In VR, sure. Finders Keepers, the we VR game. We you back on the show. Did they, uh... Speaking of video games... What's what's going on there? Mitchie? Just that that jerk practice show that never came to fruition. That was what Com Gambo was going to be a part of, Video Games Live. Oh, yeah, that's where right. Where Anthony DeVito was going to get sucked into a, a le- worse system than Nintendo. And what? It- and he met the San- Sandu- Sandusky Boys. That's right, the Sandusky Boys instead of the Mario Brothers. Uh, but the best was like, I wrote this monologue for one of those like root beer tapper esque yes. laborer games. Yes. And it was called Ditch Digger. Oh, so <laughs> and all funny. of it, the scene was, is just Mitch on a stool smoking a cigarette and a wife beater. And he reads this awesome monologue of like, where am I now? And it just talks about his fucking dreary life of digging ditches. And he's like, why do you do that? Because you get a big breakfast. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> then what? You keep digging. To so get more breakfast? Yeah. And then when you get three breakfasts, what? You die. <laughs> like just, this is the, ditch the commercial for Ditch Digger, the game? So he just encounters the, the this video game character. If he were, if you could talk to the chef from Burger Time, yeah. he would be like, could you cut my throat, please? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> How many burgers you want? Uh. Wait, so this idea of video games live, I forgot about it. Is that pre uh video game movie? What video game movie? Wreck It Ralph? Wreck It Ralph. Mm, yes. Yeah. Boom. Man, I tell you, these people just keep going into our brains of ideas <laughs> that we never do and then do them. Jerks. There there were a few video game movies before this, right? Though. One of the best Nav- is uh, Navigator? Wizard. Flight. What? Flight of the Navigator. Not a video game movie, dude. 
Oh, okay. Dare you? Nah, no, no. I think you're, you're getting it mixed up with um playing the one a game and the aliens come down. It was actually a test for Last the, Starfighter. Last Starfighter. Yeah. Oh yeah. shit! You said Flight of the Navigator. I think that guy got killed by the cops. What? In real life, the kid that played the the main Flight of the Navigator guy. He got. I think he like blew up in a meth lab. He got alfalfa. Because there was two, I was at work and somebody mentioned it because they had Ghostbusters 2 on the television. <laughs> I'll get into and, why I uh, said alfalfa. Please continue. <laughs> alfalfa. I, I broke Henning's brain. Uh, yes. And the kid, someone was sitting there and went, oh, that kid that's the baby in Ghostbusters 2, he's dead. Wait. the And I was like, wait, What? So I looked it up, and like that kid is twin. So one of the two twins that played the fat baby in Ghostbusters Two died, and then later that night, some other random person was talking about the guy from Flight of the Navigator, and he got into like a shootout with the cops. What? Man. That kid was. I could. I could up. see it looking at that kid, dusty brown hair. Yeah, I don't trust him. But so Henning, when I said they got alfalfa. And you made the right association, which would have been like a cutesy, pranksy death. Alfalfa was stabbed in a bar fight for owing some prohibitionist ten dollars. <laughs> he got stabbed in the gut because he wouldn't pay a vig. And like, yeah, there's like a weird one of the first E True Hollywood stories that really got the ball rolling was the like lore of the little rascals. Little rascals. Because they all just met these untimely deaths, like Spanky was hit by a hit-and-run drunk driver, uh, Alfalfa, as aforementioned, got bar al- fight. Got uh, he got alf- Alfalfa got alfalfa That one, uh, well, this was before, what's-his-name, killed that woman, uh, uh, Robert Blake, who was one of the uh, uh, Little Rascals, then Robert Blake, who would later... <laughs> Go on to have one of the best named TV shows, Beretta. Talk about Kamish. Uh, And then he had a weird story where his wife got murdered. And they blamed it on him. But he's like, it wasn't me. I left her in the car because I left my gun in the spaghetti restaurant. So his reasoning, it was such a weird. But in my mind, as a guy who knows how to like, not a guy who's murdered people, but as a guy who's like twisted things, like you can't, you got to play it weird. Because the weirdness mm, will right. trump the other thing. Like, if you just you say, go, "That's too weird to make up," he's telling the truth. Yeah. Why would he put that detail in? Yeah. Why would he give himself a gun in an instance where his wife got murdered? So he says. So if he, his wife's found murdered in a car, and he tells the cops, "I went into the restaurant because I forgot my keys, and I came out, and she was murdered." No, they'll go. That doesn't make sense. Or that that doesn't that sounds like a normal thing a murderer would say. It sounds made up. Sounds yes, but if you say I went into the spaghetti restaurant because my, I left, I forgot my gun, my and in the time I was getting my Beretta, my wife was murdered. <laughs> it's such a weird detail. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. So Did false, you look? I was wrong. Accused, you're saying. Yep, Joey Kramer is not dead. He's in jail for robbing a bank. Nice. That's Flight of the Navigator, kid? Yep. Joey Joey Kramer, or born Joey Fisher, oh. age 42, walked into a British Columbia bank in a scraggly wig. 
Uh, British Columbia is Canadian, Canadian Scrag. Canadian Scrag. <laughs> Flight of the Canadian Navigator. <laughs> Just shorten it to Canadian Navigator. That dude robbed a bank. Man, the lives we lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would that happen? That's so strange. Good, good on him. No, that's what I thought too. I was like, you were in a movie, and then in another movie with Tom Selleck. But I mean, like, when you think you got it bad, was he in Quigley Down Under? No, isn't something called Runaway? I don't want to watch it. You, you <laughs> certainly. I don't watch movies with crooks. No in way. Them. Uh, you know what? If you're gonna rob a bank, though, do it in British Columbia. I think they have very loose Canadian bank rules. Oh, yeah. I get, I'll have to do my best Canadian beg to read this description from the Royal Mounted Police. Okay. Despite the fact that a disguise was used in the, during the robbery, the suspect was quickly identified by some of our officers. We had recently dealt with him on an unrelated matter. <laughs> So, so basically, the wig didn't work. Oh, so oh, I thought you were. I thought you were literally going to say because they had recently watched Flight of the Navigator. They <laughs> yeah, said, no, "Isn't, that, isn't just... that Corey Fisher?" Because <laughs> that, like, if I were a commish in British Columbia, that's how he would get caught. They go, they go, oh, we got another bank robber. They go, that's a fucking kid from Flight of the Navigator. I know him anywhere. No, not well, the younger Kamish brother. Hot dog Frywald. Yeah. He always blames the the candy, the candy family. He always gets his man. What were we, oh, I was going to say, uh, oh man, it's got so much stuff, but we were talking about pogs. Do you know I know the history of pogs? Mm. Where'd they come from? Are they This actually... isn't an official history. 20s? Oh. <laughs> but it's as told to me 25 <laughs> years ago. Uh, <laughs> pogs are ho- a <laughs> oh, good lord. Pogs are a traditional <laughs> Hans history. Go. Pogs are a traditional Hawaiian game. <laughs> you can't even say it, but it's true. This is true. Pogs are a traditional Hawaiian game because a traditional drink in Hawaii is poi, uh-huh. and poi is a milk drink. And so surfers, whiling their days, after a, a good surf, would have a, a jug of poi. And they created a game because to seal the poi under the cap was a cardboardy right. pog-shaped gotcha. thing. Pog, poi. Uh, yeah, I do remember that. So they, yes. Something. Uh-huh. Uh, Pogs used to come under milk caps. Came under the milk caps, and so they would stack. So we their just milk- naturally stumbled. <laughs> What's that? Stumbled into this pog thing. We didn't even try to set you up for your Hawaiian bit. Oh no, no. There's and then I was going to say a transition. So they would use the cardboard things, and then they would they would uh, just hit it with the cap cap as this what would uh, then be known as the slammer. I need to do this. In that's my- where they get you. This is dad talk. That's where they get you. Those slammers. Oh, yeah. That's where the money is. Uh, and then they'd bet on it. And that brings me to last week. We talked a little bit about something called Canadian Big. Mm. And Cla- what many people don't classic know. Classic JP Ridge. Classic JP. It went over very well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> both versions. See that just Thank made you. that just made me have to Some put them better yeah. than others. Uh, um, uh, so not only did Canadian Big spawn Mexican Philadelphia, 
Love it. And yeah. what Can't was wait for that? One. What was the other one? Chinese bachelor party. Chinese bachelor party. Uh, Might be working on Greek hangover. Ch- gr- ooh, Greek hangover. Yeah. Those Greeks always have a hangover. Uh, and the Chinese bachelors always come up short. Sorry, gotcha. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ooh, get the heat warning. Spicy. Uh, um. Oh, 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 but they also spawned a little something called Hawaiian Casino. That's the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's the sequel. And whatever, I, when I say they, it's, I don't know who this production company is. Lucas Arts. <laughs> Don Lucas. He didn't, he didn't sell this division to Disney. This is the one Lucas kept for himself. And by Lucas, we're talking about the kid Lucas from the movie Lucas. <laughs> Canadian Lucas. <laughs> Lucas's bones. <laughs> but I have a I, luckily for us we had the trailer uh, and I gotta tell you guys as far as trailers go and trying to stay organized in trailers this is gonna be tough <laughs> uh, so it's set up in the traditional um, Scorsese-esque because this is by uh, Martinez Scalise uh, <laughs> uh, so his trailers have a narrator, but it cuts to different scenes. It's very epic. So this trailer has one, a narrator from our pro- protagonist, Space, uh-huh. a Hawaiian casino mobster, Space. By the way, this is Hawaiian talk, but if you remember the film Casino, they have a very thick Chicago accent. So they will be saying things like Maui. But they got that, you know, we're from back home years ago. Maui, Hali. It's the traditional Hawaiian terms. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so you got space, and it starts off with space as the narrator. And I think the version I shared with you, Casey, has something that looks like yeah. it's crossed out. That's just... Yeah, that, that last That's one. just the weird formatting. That shouldn't be crossed out. E. No, that's Canadian. Ah, getting mixed. Um, so I'm saying you go space. I'll go space. So it's space can be a narrator, but space is also in scenes. So I'll be space, who has less of a, less of a, a Chicago accent, but he's got one. Uh, I need, who I need a Stony who's based on Nikki Santoro, who has the thickest Chicago accent. So space, what do you think? I'll give it a. I mean, Henning, so, you you want to do so the space? What pesci? What do you think of me whiling around here for a grip? Wiling out here for a grip. No, all right, all right. Uh, let this me, isn't let me... Canadian Casino Henning. I haven't read it yet. This is a fresh one. Let me give you a line read and you got it. And okay. I'm doing this out of generosity. <laughs> Thank you. So, so Stoney, uh, so keep in mind, Stoney is also Pesci doing a what Chicago you... in Hawaii. So Space, what do you think of me wiling out here for a grip? <laughs> so Space, what do you think of me wiling out here for a grip? Perfect. See? There, yeah, hey, yeah. there, you got the part. So then I'll just be gangsters and bosses then. You be gangsters and bosses, and I'll <laughs> tell you what, I'll do the narrator as well. What's I'll do a, the narrator as well because there's narrator not, you got going on. So there's sometimes space is narrating, mm. and then sometimes there's just a narrator, but the narrator's small. Cool. One uh, take. Is, is Guy Hawaiian? I mean, like a surfer bro? Uh, Which guy? Just Guy. No, you're. They're all gangsters. Okay, they're they're all gangsters with Hawaiian uh, 
vocab, but gangster uh, Chicago, you know, Chicago. They say instead they say like piña, you know, but they're from, yeah, they're yeah. from back okay. home. So Chicagoan Hawaiian surfer dudes. It's a Hawaiian casino. <laughs> what do you expect? Who also but, have ties to Las Vegas. But I have the hardest one. So space is based on Ace, uh, who was played by De Niro, who had a Chicago accent, but played it more mild. And I don't do well with uh, half, half measures. Mild <laughs> yeah. Half measures avail me nothing. Let's put it that way. So that means, Henning, you have to go quadruple measure. Okay. Well, no. To make Hans seem normal. Wait, wait. Why don't I give you space and okay. I'll take Stony? Give me a give me a line reading on the first one. It was a howly of a. Uh, it's kind of Honda like, actually. Yeah. It was a howly of a Maui. I could tell you that I had it down so good. I could tell you if a wave was. I don't want to now. There was okay. a howly of a. It was a howly of a Maui. That's very Kenda. Very Kenda. It was a howly of a Maui. Yeah. Maybe do your stony. Me do- Just do your stony, and then you can do extra stony. So me do stony on space? No, no, I'm just saying, if Henning does what he did the first time, yeah. I think he'll be good. Oh, yeah, you're right. So do your stony on space, and I'll do my regular stony. <laughs> I see. Yeah. My, my full measure will be a half measure of Hans's. And so then, if I'm stony, I guess that makes you the narrator as well, then, Case. So add narrator to your okay. rep. <clears throat> okay. And that's just normal. You know, uh, they had it all. Well, mm. you, as nor- I can't do no- We just talked about how I'm not, right. I'm abnormal. <laughs> so. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you need me scrolling on this there? Right? Because yes. we're going off of this. All right. Let me set up because I'm talking one take. Tony's here. We're going to win a Tony. A podcast Tony. <laughs> The podcast Tonys? Oh my god, There's this is going to be tough. How many pages is this? Nine. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Standard jerk practice length. You know. Ten. Length. Oh, because that... Oh, Alright. I'm oh, good. Well. I don't, I'm don't. i good. I can see Henning. I'm fine. As long as you guys do what good. you need to do. Yeah, yeah, perfect. I'm good. I was a howly of a mally. I don't hold on. I didn't say action. I gotta get myself ready. Ooh. He's getting Kubrick on you, Henning. No, no. I'm ready to go now. <laughs> that That's uh, Boogie Nights. <laughs> My oh, dick yeah, is yeah. hard. I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good closing. Jack, I'm ready to go now. No. Uh, <clears throat> Hawaiian Casino, take one. I was a hell of a Maui. I could tell you what I had. I could tell you that I had it down so good I could... Tell if a way was gonna break just by asking the surf what it had for. Okay. All right. Yeah, cut. Cut. <laughs> cut. To stop it. It's a, there's a lot. There's a lot there. There is a lot. This is. I'm telling you, this is a lot. But I know we can handle it. My dick is hard. I'm ready to fuck. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's fuck. Take two. How's my accent? Perfect. Good. I was a howly of a mally. I could tell you what I. Cut. Uh, Cut. Cut. <laughs> I could tell you what I had for breakfast. All right. I was a howly of a mally. Hold on, I talked over your I thing. I can tell you that I had it. Got a prep. Got a prep. He's getting. He's getting you out of your head, Henning. He's getting. Yeah, who's? I'm David O. Russell in you. All right, but I'm. But I'm not. 
But I am. Take three. Still, I... still in contention for the Tony Sacks. <laughs> 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 oh, we were. Uh, All right. Take four. I was a howly of a mally. I could tell you that I had it down so good, I could tell if a wave was going to break just by asking the surf what it had for breakfast. I was so good that they gave me the lay of the land. The biggest casino in Hawaii, under my trunks. The Poigers. Poigers. Space still still in conversation. Okay, cut. You... Mm-hmm. Not bad, not bad. It's Poigers. Poigers. That's based on the Tangiers. <laughs> Tangiers, sure. Okay. <laughs> Uh, these I didn't explain it well enough. So when it says in, so everything is broken up here. The heavy black lines are scenes. Heavy black lines are scenes, That's... and then in conversation just represents what the scene is. So, y- yeah, right. They're not connected. Like my boss is not speaking to Gangster One in space from gotcha. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, we got it. We got it. Take five. I was a howly of a mally. I could tell you that I had it down so good, I could tell if a wave was going to break just by asking the surf what it had for breakfast. I was so good that they gave me the lay of the land, the biggest casino in Hawaii under my trunks, the Poigiers. You know, if I did it, brah, I'd have to be done. You know, if I did it my way, brah, it'd have to be done. God fucking damn it. All right, all right, you know, all right. Do. Don't, 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 no, 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 don't, 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 uh, don't worry about it. Uh, that's a hard word to see, and because it's not a word, <laughs> it's a series of symbols. Not even. Uh, what do you call it when you put a little thing behind a word and it helps you say that word? Phonetics. Oh, like the phonetics, ain't them? Yeah. So it's wasky. I just have to read. I can't be reading it as I'm saying it. That's all. You got this shit. You're pro. <laughs> This is SNL, baby. This is SNL. This is our audition for horror. This is gonna be on their season premiere. Read the sketches first. If they're, if they're, (laughs) I was just gonna say something awful. If they're virgins, man. (laughs) First, first take you, virgin. Get on it. You know if I did it. Nails on nails, baby. Nails on nails on nails on nails. You know, if I did it, brah, it'd have to be done my way, Ski. Nobody better ride my brake. Nobody's gonna have a gnarlier tube. I guarantee it. You know, Stoney, this guy's making a lot of pina for us. Kabish, I need you to go out there. Look Look after his rays. Do it again. You know, Stony, this guy's making a lot of pina for us, Kibish. You know, I gotta go out there and have you look after his rays. So, Space, what do you think of me whiling out here for a grip? I gotta peep you, Stony. It's so, it's no joke out here. You mess up, they might find your mangoes hanging on the reef. I can hang with my high, bruh. <laughs> They had it all. They ran the casino, and it was Hawaii, while it lasted. Uh, yeah, they found his head buried in a volcano the other day. That's no bueno, bro. Yeah, we got problems. Hawaiian problems. How did it get so gnarls, Berkeley? Back home years ago. 
Excuse me, is this your poi? Mahalo, Cruster. No, I was just asking. It's a nice cup of poi. I didn't want to go go to waste, you know? Why don't you take that poi and drizzle it all over your buns, cheeser? Here's your feckin' poi, Jagoth. Oh, yeah, hear that, Space? You hear that? You hear that, a little girl there, Space? A little big bug? A little big bug. Aloha, brah. While I was trying to figure out what the dude was harsh in my buzz, Stony just drizzled him. He didn't care. This is my island. It only exists because of me. It's a series of islands. Hawaiian Casino Rated R for Radical Games of Chance. Not bad, not bad. Not great. <laughs> One take, boom, boom, boom. One more. It, and when we say sure. when we say one take as a listener, I have to I have to go. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! I've had enough. I think <laughs> this, is, this is an episode. <laughs> if they say one take, that means we've had two takes. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? You know what? We'll spare. Yeah, what they're. The of we'll bless episode, them yeah. with them. We'll hit them with a, a hearty, hard to party, dead to rights, perfect rendition perfect. at the end. Cold, mm-hmm. hearty, hearty, hard to party. Hardy, hardy, hard to party. Speak, nice, nice job, fellas. Perfect. Uh, sure. <laughs> don't, don't beat yourself up here. Howley of a Mally. I like, I like your Canadian. Howley of and a it got, and with a little, little pressure, a little twist of the teat, yeah. got that Chicago one out I a worked, little more. I worked it down south eventually. Oh yeah, settled in. You know who works down south? A certain author that we've been itching to mention, and uh, you can take it from there, H bomb. Butt of the Pod, Aaron Weaver blessed us with a, a couple of books by like an like a old timey no not old timey eighties Dave Barry esque humorist who wrote like twenty books with <laughs> crazy titles but we've been using it as another that's so Sylvia we just flip to a random page in the in in Lewis Grizzard's masterworks. Lewis Grizzard. <laughs> you, sh- you should show Casey the. Okay, so if, for those of you that don't know, I'm just going to hit it real quick as you show that to Kid. The game That's So Sylvia is when we. O- oh my goodness gracious. Is when we open a book by Sylvia Plath, which I think she only had one, The Bell Jar. The bell. Uh, and we find the something that is super. What's the word for it? Super Plathian. Super, super Plathian. A. Uh, what? Sounds like she just got done cutting her wrists. Right. So, germ- yeah, so the saddest emoist. Yes. Phrase. And then whoever has the most, you say that's a Sylvia. And then for Grizzard, this guy is an interesting. He's actually a pretty funny writer, but I don't want my even me. You know how scuzzbuckety I am. I don't even want to be associated with this guy after some of the things I read in old Grizzards. <laughs> Grizzards to- tomes. We thought it was like so what an are old we picking? salt of the earth. Salt uh, of the earth, southern, like funny folksy. man. Yeah, folksy. Folksy humor. Lake Wobegon. Okay, so he's like a, oh, gotcha. Okay. Garrison Keeler of the South. Preface it. That's mm. what we thought because we received like an old Grizzard book without a cover, as you saw. So we were like, who is this mm. Grizzard guy? It's a crazy name. It's a crazy title. We received the book when we were in Charleston. Yeah. With our bill at like a hipstery restaurant, oh, and yeah. we we flipped right. through it, and we were like, 
this guy's so Ricky. like so crazy. So we just picked lines out and they were funny. And then Bud to the Pod, E. Weaver picked up some grizzards. And it doesn't take long to thumb through it until we find something like what, Henning? Mm, let's see. Here are some other things you can't say if you want to be politically correct, regardless of whether or not they are true. If male homosexuals would stop having unprotected anal sex with one another, it probably would go a long way in helping stem the rising tide of AIDS. Ooh. Not sure. Is this Mark Twain? <laughs> uh, Adolf Twain, his brother. <laughs> Adolphus Twain. Adolphus Twain. I think women who don't shave their legs aren't sexy. All right. Grizzard, too. Ooh, he's funnier he's at other fucking, times, I gotta tell you. He's punching above his weight. He's just swinging for the fences. It makes Mein Kampf look like, uh, what's an entertaining <laughs> book? I don't know. Mein Kampf look... The Far Side. <laughs> the far Side? Uh, <laughs> Is that what you said? Yeah. <laughs> and then the cow say to the other cow, that's racist, Adolf. <laughs> really racist. <laughs> this one is confusing. Look at... Look at where all the racial strife is now. New York. People have learned to get along in Mississippi. Ooh. It's a dig on Yankees. What time is he talking about? Is it 80s? Yeah, no shit, because they killed them all. It's, it's a lot of Al Sharpton, Ted Kennedy, uh, Pat Buchanan, Teddy. Jerry Falwell. So this solidly in the 80s. And like many, like many comedians who did tried to do <laughs> comedy politically... Uh, he was off. Satirical comedy. He's, I he would didn't argue well. whether that's funny or not. Like, those are just statements. There's no joke involved. Like, there's no setup, no punchline. It's just like, I think New York sucks. Mississippi's better. Henning, I can see one over. May I take one as I see a line over your microphone here? Okay. I hope it's not one you've selected. But I would agree with that. I don't see the humor in it. If they can pick a black, parentheses, African-American, all-American team, why can't they pick a white all-American team? <laughs> Grizzard! That is so can Grizzard. Can you just Photoshop that into a fake Trump tweet? Uh, right. <laughs> oh my god, that's the game. Trump tweet or Grizzard? <laughs> Good. Okay, cool. I was going to ask what we're picking, but let's th- that's our frame. And the, these are all things oh my that God, are true. Henning, Trump tweeter, Grizzard. <laughs> you know, a lot of the things David Duke said make sense. Trump tweeter, <laughs> Grizzard. This, this fucking the, guy. Crank up the Enola Gay. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, Goddamn sneaky Japs. I still don't trust him. What, what the fuck? This is a horrible chapter. This is called, this book is, I haven't understood anything since 1962 and, the chap- and other naked truths. The chapter is called, naked. Oh. chapter is called the speech police. Fake news, man. Sure. Political the speech police. But let's arrest this man. Let's turn to something and see if like there's a, because when we read it, we read like his first line, opened up, read a piece from a paragraph, and then read the last line of whatever book they gave us. It was us. really poetic. And, and it was poetic and, nice. and funny and folksy. And then we opened this one like, uh, oh my God, he's, he's going after virgins here. He talks about <laughs> he talks about Italians who speak speak eat spaghetti with their hands and spit out the bay leaves. What? This is a really this is quite a tome here. 
Beer swillers, public belchers. I think he's going on Germans. Ah, boy. All right. All right. So we'll have to construct a game. Henning, I have a grizzard. You have a grizzard. Mm. And we'll have to come next episode with a Trump. We need a better name for it. Or is it just grizzard or Trump? Trump tweet. It's called the raspberry session. Oh, is it a is it a raspberry or a grizzard? Uh, raspberry juice. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what 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 is the same? What is a synonym for tweet or message or saying that sounds a little though? Trump tweet. You have the alliteration TT. Grizzard. Grizzard grunt. <laughs> Trump tweet or grizzard grunt. That's the best title there is. Oh, that's so good. Trump tweet or grizzard grunt. I can see that one going on Love It or Leave It next week. <laughs> Trump tweeter grizzard grunt. Nice pull, Hen. I like it. Maybe I'll, since you guys have the books, I'll make a note. I'll do a segment about grizzard. Oh, yeah, please do. That's okay. a good What's idea. What's his name? Lewis Grizzard. What? Lewis Grizzard. Two Zs. Oh, you had two Zs, and it, but it ain't putting you to Zs. Oh, and no. this guy does. And this guy who's... doesn't like Uzzies. And sorry, it sounds like. <laughs> I just can't wait to find out. It's just fucking Alex Jones. Here, let me, you know what? Let's. Uh, so when you we were talking about that folksyism, mm. so we opened it and just read those horrible things in the first chapter. In the first chapter, uh, so let's just read the back. If you were to judge a book by its cover. You would see Grizzard. Which you should. Grizzard in front of an old muscly car with his letterman's jacket. Greasing and back his hair. Greasing back his hair. Nice smile. Nothing. No swastikas or anything. <laughs> uh, and then you read the back. <laughs> How would you do his voice? Mm, Grizzard. Grizzly. I had a hand. Gotta do it deep. Gotta like this, man. I ain't lose Grizzard. <laughs> now, from the looks of him, though, it's more like, I had a handle on things in 1962. It was a year I turned 16 and got my driver's license. It was- Wait, can we put a pin in that? Who the fucks ever says, like, I had shit all figured out when I was 16? <laughs> someone who some- says there are, someone, there are too many blacks. Someone who hasn't progressed what a racist southern 16-year-old was thinking in 1962. <laughs> the same person. You were one of the kids that spit on Forrest Gump, you asshole. Yes, that's who he is. You're right. Gump, I'm for Gump, Grizzard! <laughs> Alright, I'm getting back into it. It was the year I lettered in basketball and baseball in high school. I never heard of Vietnam in 1962. Well, that's because you're an un... Alright, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> it was around. Oh, damn, you went to Vietnam? He's a vet. <laughs> oh, God, of course he's a vet. I didn't know that eating fried foods was bad for me. Arnold Palmer was still winning golf tournaments. Not Sandy Woods. Koufax was still pitching for the Dodgers. I don't think this guy knows enough about Sandy Koufax. Uh, <laughs> I don't think so either. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, whenever I wanted French fries in 1962, Mama would cut potatoes by hand and cook them for me. Movie still hadn't... Ew. <laughs> by hand? Sexist. Uh, Make my fries, you bitch. <laughs> Really taking it to him. He, there's enough in here where we don't have to uh, read between any lines. <laughs> the lines are really straight and forward. Movies still hadn't become films. Ooh la la. 
Most of them still made sense, and nobody in them, unless they were made in Sweden, got naked. I had a large collection of Elvis records in 1962 and hung out at my hometown truck stop that had an all-country jukebox featuring Hank Williams, Farron Young, Jim Reeves, Ernest Tubb, Kitty Wells, and Patsy Cline. I had a pretty blonde girlfriend with blue eyes. No. <laughs> I had a pretty blonde girlfriend. The best thing on television was gun smoke. Miss Kitty was a good business person, but she wasn't pushy and could accept a compliment from a man without charging him with sexual harassment. I slept. Is that a cat house worker? <laughs> Who's he talking about? Who's Miss Kitty? No. I think his blonde girlfriend. That's just what he calls all women. Single sentence paragraph. I slept Yuck. I slept real well in 1962. But the very next year, somebody shot the president. I was changing classes in high school when the principal announced it on the public address system. Soon after, I saw the alleged assassin shot, alleged assassin shot dead in live television. Then the Beatles came. Then all hell broke loose. He's a Beatles oh, buster! <laughs> He's so racist, he doesn't like the Beatles, and everybody likes the Beatles! They're the whitest band ever. God, the Beatles came. <laughs> Even if at the time you were so square that your parents could convince oh. you that the Beatles were bringing trouble. Because even like you have this weird sense like the Beatles were rockers. We've got haircut bobs <laughs> and our pants are tight. They weren't. And even back then people knew they weren't. They were like bubble gummy. But this guy's like, they weren't. Oh, oh this was horny. It's the Beatles. What you. happened to rock and roll? It's the same guy who was like, Ellen kissed a girl on her sitcom. Well, don't watch the yeah. worst sitcom on television. <laughs> Nobody wants to see Ellen kiss. Who was that guy? Oh, it was Jeremy Piven. Oh, what a, that makes, that's, that's worse than any type of weird. That's its own type of gender box bias. The Pivens. I want, we got, we got our two Trump tweets. The second one is, then the Beatles came. And all hell broke loose. God. Like, who says that? The Beatles. They were singing about holding girls' hands. Oh, man, that's funny. In 1962, by the way, oh, because it was the next year, 1963. Blame it on the Beatles. Always. Wow. That's so grizzard. It's either a Trump tweet or a grizzard grunt. Tune in next week. <laughs> grizzard, grizzard grunt. Oh, I, I'm just, I love that all the crazy shit we read and like the him hating the Beatles is like a bridge too far for me because I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? <laughs> I, I, uh, this totally unrelatable. I think Casey. Because it's like hating vanilla ice cream. <laughs> I cannot wait for, yeah, it's uh, unseasoned ice milk. I cannot wait for <laughs> you to do your research on him because I got a feeling we're not the only ones that in recent years have opened up a grizzard quite innocently and been like what 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 did he say didn't you say you saw the word zulu henning yeah which is it's like come on well i mean zulus are an actual people that's oh. an actual african tribe yes i understand but not from grizzards i, I don't think grizzard okay. was he's not an anthropologist i was gonna say he's not referring to their gross national product <laughs> He's referring to a guy he doesn't like at the truck stop. <laughs> Just slinging Zulu around? Come on. I think I think we need to reach out to Grizzard as well and maybe have a correspondence. Mm. 
You don't think he's dead? I would. I, that's what I want to do research. I don't know if he lived through Obama. Right. Right. Put a gun in his mouth. Wait, what? Wizard was here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Maybe he robbed a bank in Nova Scotia or something. <laughs> the sad thing is, I think you're going to look it up and it's going to be like, like, like Mississippi's favorite son. Like he probably is like Watertown's oh, yeah. Terry Redlin, where he's like super, no, this, super was- rich. He sold way more books than you would expect. I just got a feeling oh, about yeah. Grizzard. I'm just going to find out this is Paul Harvey's like nom de plume. It's his pen name. Yeah, exactly. Not folksy Paul Harvey. Is it a is it a Harvey honk or a grizzard grunt? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking grizzard. Well, I guess speaking of how times change and how the young ruin everything, mm. I uh, I saw this article. I'm just like curious about it. And it this is from. A legitimate publication, The Business Insider, uh, article was uh, 10 Industries Millennials Are Killing. Mm-hmm. So I was just curious, like, oh, I wonder what that is. <clears throat> so one of the top ones was chain restaurants. So like Applebee's, sure. Chili's. Oh, you mean killing like they're not doing. I thought you meant like industries that millennials are like rocking it. Uh-huh. You mean they're destroying no, no, that killing at not industries that are like going by the wayside because of millennials. Because millennials like, don't like them anymore. Like chain restaurants. So the yeah, so they use like Buffalo Wild Wings as an example. Chili's not my Applebee's. old country buffet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, and they it cited like millennials like <laughs> cook at home or order food. Wait, 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 wait. So are you saying that my Favorite buffet from the old country yes. is from being killed country. by these scumbums Upstarts. who were born in the 21st century. <laughs> no, they were they were born in the 90s. Oh, really? Yeah, millennials. What are 21st yeah. century? Are they just 21st I think the century boys? Is 81, right? I don't. Yeah, that's the very beginning. I don't know what the end is. Oh, wait, we're millennials. Yeah. Oh, I'm not. I'm yeah. M80. You're an M80? I'm 80. Oh, are I'm you? From, I'm an 80. I'm right on the cusp. I'm a Xenial. Henning and I are Xenials. Oh, I'm the young buck here? Xenial. <laughs> you are. You're a millennial through and through. But I'm going to be like the oldest living Confederate general. I'm already the <laughs> yes. oldest millennial on earth. <laughs> I'm a, I'm very... I bet uh, every category you say, I'm going to go, no, I love Best <laughs> Buy. <laughs> not my stuff. It's not a long list because I stopped reading because I couldn't stop laughing. So I was like, this is a fucking real article. How poorly researched. So the first one was, like I said, chain restaurants and they had listed yep. like the chainiest of chains. It's because millennials typically like to stay home and cook or they just order to go. Or it's like, like order to eat take out food. food. Yeah, or it's foodie stuff. Like it's an experience thing. Yeah. Or they're, So they're yeah. not going. Yep. Uh, the second one was beer. Huh. They're not drinking as much beer. They're more wine and spirit spirit oriented. I would contest that just because of the movement, the like My craft cruise. brew movement is yeah, so that, strong. That one I was questionable. Yeah. They're putting but old Milwaukee this, under. I think Grizzard was writing this article for the times gone by. Got you. Because uh, the next one is napkins. What? Hate them. <laughs> Never use them. The napkin industry is taking a hit from millennials because they like to use paper towels, 
Or just regular towels. Or they're like my older brother and they just use the, I got a story for you, just use the side of the chair. (laughs) So my mother had bought this, sorry, I'm going to get into this real quick and then I'll get get to you. My uh, My mother had discovered she'd bought this dining room set and the chairs she bought with it were like wooden chairs, but they had white seat cushions on it, like built into the chair. And then all of a sudden, Bear Stearns, my mother came out one meal and she put on a smile for the entire meal but i now know she was conspiring the whole meal and she served like greasy fingery chicken like finger licking foods and when she's done we're all about to get up in our place and she goes no 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 everybody put your silverware your plates down we're not going to clear the table i have constructed a contest for you that you didn't know you were actually taking part. And she went behind. Your mom's jigsaw? Yes. She went behind each of us and she said, someone has been wiping their hands on the side of their chairs. Hans, was it you? Looks under the chair. Oh, no. And then she went around. It was my brother, Trav. She's like, no, oh, Trav. And like, like, so he got, you know, he had to do the dishes or something. But I just... <laughs> But the dishes were full of old used hypodermic needles. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, 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 he got mom gassed. And we all know what that means if you listen to old jerk practice episodes. Mom gassed. Gets in the closet. <laughs> She's eating a tray of beans. <laughs> that's only in whole cloves of garlic. I was going to say that's only funny because it's a tray. I picture like a TV tray. Like a long tray with a thin gloss of beans on it. Not a bowl of beans. It's easier. A tray. It's easier to that, get. Like would sound like a jigsaw because you hear the metal spoon yeah. scraping across the metal tray with the bean scoop. Henning, uh, uh, what were you going to say on uh, napkins? <laughs> Literally nothing. I was just one. So cloth napkins is what they're killing, not napkin, not paper napkins. No, they're yeah, they're using more paper towels, like the. They're using just across the board. Like, they'll use paper towels for more stuff. They won't buy paper towels and buy napkins. They're just like, yeah. what's the point? Just another thing. If we're I already gotta... buying a paper towel. Who's the author of this? Is this like Donald know. Blizzard? Grizzler. Is this a, is this a, su- <laughs> is this a pen name for old LG? Oh, it is a pen name for LG because the, the next category was restaurant chains. What? You already did that one? You're, as in Hooters and Twin Peaks. Oh, I didn't know. Restaurants, like the the juggy versions of Buffalo Wild Wings. But the first one you said were chain restaurants. Right. Yes. And the third one, so the, the fourth one you said is restaurant chains. Adult-themed restaurant chains? Breast-torant was the term they used. Oh, breast-torant. Oh. Yes. Oh, I didn't oh. hear the B. Oh, what a shame I didn't hear the B. I was like so confused. I was like, this asshole just made one category chain restaurants and the other category restaurant chains. But it's pretty much the same thing, though. But the the use, I got to give props for the use of a restaurant. How have I not thought of anything like that before? <laughs> I didn't know there was more than one. Yeah, what what were they? That's Hooters Twin and... Peaks is The two they listed... Uh, Hooters, obviously, and then one I'd never heard of called Twin Peaks. 
Is is there which you think would be surging right now with the return of Twin Peaks? Oh. Is there a was there ever like a mail package one like Ding Dongs or whatever? <laughs> like I don't maybe I don't see why not. I doubt it though. You would think there'd be something like that. Maybe in Chelsea. Um, oh, spicy Henning. <laughs> And oh, Grizzard's Henning. wearing off on him. You, He's the, the burger dog. You don't think a, who loves a nice, dogs. sexy group of Midwest moms in their pleated jeans want to see some some outlining when they order their chicken nugs? They'll say, uh, "Can I, I? I think my chicken. I think I'm missing two nugs in my chicken nugget bladder. <laughs> Maybe they're right here." And she gives him a little honk on one of his testicles, <laughs> like a little <laughs> pinch, like you're butt. pinching a cheek. <laughs> Pinch. <laughs> and he just uh, turns around in the back of his speedo says no touching oh don't touch the merchandise <laughs> oh no but so the evidence was the same evidence as the restaurant chains yeah. but this one and the one thing they didn't list was maybe millennials have better taste we don't go out and yeah we're not going out unless it's something amazing right but the one in <laughs> what the, the capper for me food. was is yeah. So we've listed most likely the reasons they don't want to go. A, it's exploitative. Yes. Like they don't want to support this dumb idea of exploiting women, despite the fact that Hooters made an effort to appeal to millennials. They changed their menu, used newer, more interesting mm. menu options. Vegan. Avocado toast. Yeah. Uh, B. Was they don't want to eat dog shit food for high prices. Those millennials the, can they speak didn't list for themselves. any of these. <laughs> the the one empirical evidence they had was the guy who wrote the article called Pornhub to get a quote, and it was his thing was I talked to Pornhub and they say millennials you uh, the millennials using the uh, search term breast. Is down thirty seven percent because they can just go straight <laughs> to Pornhub. I don't know. This is from Pornhub, so he called Pornhub and was like, "Can I get the raw statistics for millennials and the term breast?" And someone went, "Wait, wait, wait a second. You got to come in here. This guy, this guy from Business Insider wants to know." So he's presupposing is the reason millennials don't go to restaurants because they don't like breasts like breast anymore. Or be oh, <laughs> yes. oh I was going like oh because they don't search for I was thinking like their restaurant doesn't come up when they search breast because nobody searches breast anymore they just go straight to Pornhub and get what they need no he was saying because they're not <laughs> dumb dads and if they use it they don't put big boobs right exactly <laughs> like, yeah they've used it enough to know exactly what they're looking for. right. And what they're looking for now has been accelerated to, you know, jizz-guzzling countrymen. (laughs) (laughs) New category. Jizz-guzzling countrymen. (laughs) New category (laughs) trademarked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Our tastes are more refined and specific. Exactly. Very specific. You just search for, yeah, you go right, you thread the needle. You don't want to search, just search big boobs. You know what you want. I've, just guzzling country. Give me a boob. I'm a millennial, I like and I spent right all my time big boob searching. <laughs> big boob audio. You find it now. <laughs> big boob audio. <laughs> just wet slaps. <laughs> 
Give me those big boobs. <laughs> Slapping torsos. <laughs> yeah, just guzzling countrymen, you. None of that makes sense. Give me those big boobs, you just guzzling countrymen, you. Okay. <laughs> that's the response. Who wrote this? Give me the writer in here. I'm not. I'm not filming this swill until we get a rewrite. You countrymen can yeah, take so five. <laughs> All right, sorry. No, that was it. I stopped reading after that because I was like, this is too good as it stands. Wait, you stopped reading and Napkins was number... Th- Wait, was it going from the bottom of the 10 up or up down 10? Because if Napkins made it all the way up to 3, what the hell could 10 have been? I don't know. I'll have to, I'll have to return. All right. Oh, yeah. Go back and look. I just didn't finish because I hit restaurant and was like, this is too good. I got I to gotta write this down. Oh, man. Yeah, restaurant is good. It's no pen. It's no. It's no penis tavern. <laughs> penis tavern. <laughs> Leave it on the dresser, you countrymen. Countrymen drink free Tuesday nights at the penis tavern. <laughs> what are we drinking though? Perfect. Now that's a rewrite. What? <laughs> uh, well, Henning, you have the pick of the litter. Uh, let's get rooked. Ashley, Ashley sneezed over that one. <laughs> As she should have. What is going on back there, by the way? Ashley's having a pepper some allergies. Pepper party. Oh, is she having a pepper party? As she's watching that uh, that niche porno. <laughs> yeah. I love having, an, I gotta have enough pep on my pizza. <laughs> my peach. Oh no, peppers and peaches. Those are the names of the countrymen. <laughs> <laughs> this is my fellow countryman, Peppa. And this is my fellow you countryman, Peaches. <laughs> and we're here to pump you up. <laughs> SNL reference? Get back in here. <laughs> Sorry, Henny. Millennial killing SNL. Oh my god. No, that's no, the problem. SNL is made for the eternal millennial. <laughs> millennial. They really they they reinvented themselves with Trump, so no, I don't think they're going anywhere. Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, SNL's gonna be around forever. Forever. Until until that last until Horny Lorny <laughs> says his last Storny. SNL will be around. Storny, trademarked. It's a horny story. <laughs> Look at all these stornies. <laughs> so stupid. All right, I'm getting really, I'm getting more stupid than I normally am, I think. So I think it's time to, uh, to, to find some peanuts, if you will. Good. This has been the jerk practice. The Beatles suck. And <gasps> goodbye. It's been a hard day's pod, and we've been potting all the morn. It's been a hard day's pod. Now let's go read a Randy Storm. <laughs> Me. <laughs> oh. Always, oh, we're doomed. I always jump on you, and sorry. All right. Press it.
practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. All right, dear Hellies, dear twice, that was uh, episode 61 there. Okay, not too bad, not too shabby. All right, let's go catch some waves. Uh, if you like what you heard, you know where you can find it, and it ain't in Cicero, you know what I mean? No way, you go to jerkpractice.com to check out the blog, or you go to our Facebook page, it's, uh, that's a social media outlet. We're at Jerk Practice Pod, and if you like the pod, do us a favor, go ahead and subscribe it there, and you may, maybe a download, maybe a review. Definitely do a review, that's like the best thing you can do there for us, you know what I'm saying? All right, uh, I think that might about do it unless you want to go have a good night court. It's not a, not in the Windy City, you know. It's in that big apple over there. They're, they're okay. It's not my favorite. You know, those jets, they're a bunch of hacks. But what are you going to do? Sports reference. All right, you take it easy there. I was a... <laughs> I have to get back into it. I'm sorry. Get it? Do I got to slap was... some, some... Some line readings? I was going to say some... Some, some testy pinches. Some biggins against some torsos. I was a howly of a mally. I could tell you that I had it down so good, I could tell if a wave was going to break just by asking the surf what it had for breakfast. I was so good that they gave me the lay of the land. The biggest casino in Hawaii under my trunks. The Poigers. You know, if I did it, brah, I'd have to be done my whiskey. Nobody better ride my break. Nobody's gonna have an earlier tube. I guarantee it. You know, Stoney, this guy's making a lot of pina for us, capiche? You need to go down there and look after his rays. So, Space, what do you think of me whiling out here for a grip? I gotta peep you, Stoney. It's no joke out here. You mess up, they might find your mangoes hanging on the reef. I can hang with my high, brah. They had it all. They ran the casino. And it was Hawaii while it lasted. They found his head buried in a volcano the other day. This is no bueno, bro. We got problems. Hawaiian problems. How did it get so gnarled sparkly? Back home years ago. Excuse me, is this your poi? Mahalo, Cruster. No, I was just asking. It's a nice cup of poi. I didn't want it to go to waste. Why don't you take that poi and drizzle over your buns, cheeser? Oh, oi, here's your fucking poi, Jagoff. Oh, yeah? You hear that, Space? You hear this, Molly? You hear that? It's a little girl there, Space? Little big bug? Yeah, hey, aloha, bro. While I was trying to figure out why the dude was harsh in my buzz, Stoney just drizzled in. He didn't care. This is my island. It only exists because of me. It's a series of islands. Hawaiian Casino, rated R for radical games of chance. Surf Shep. Cresters. Nice, that was a good one. One take Tony's. <laughs>